today on the flagship show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. Today, you'll hear another show programmed by you. This is the third Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast All Request Special, and it begins now. Streaming on the web since 1996, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Flagship Show here on the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. My name is Eric Woods. Thank you very much for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed today's program. As today, it's our third Patreon all-request show. All the requests you're going to hear on the show come from Cinematic Sound Radio patrons. So, if you want to participate in the next All Request show, then head over to patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. There, you can sign up in the orchestrator tier, which will allow you the privilege of participating in this very show. Again, check it all out at patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. This is going to be a big show, folks. We have so many selections to play for you, including uh, many first-time participants on today's program. So these are people that have uh, joined the Cinematic Sound Radio Patreon since the second all-request special. By the way, we are taking requests now for the fourth all-request show, which is actually going to be hosted by Jason Drury. So let's get into the program as we start with longtime Cinematic Sound radio supporter Don Mays. Here's what Don has to say. Hi, Eric. I always love to hear music from video games make it into the flagship show. I do recall the occasional piece in the older podcasts, particularly Michael Giacchino game compositions, but it's great to see music from games being more prominent over the years, and Eric Silver's one-up beat was a fantastic addition to the CSR network a few years back. My request for the show is Hellwalker, a track from ID Software's Doom. Beyond its gorgeous visual design, this 2016 reboot does everything it can to encourage consistent player movement, which is key to survival. This includes the superb track by Mick Gordon, which varies from droning underscore during exploration to ultra-aggressive metal fueled by corrupt guitars and percussion during combat. Hellwalker sort of sits in the middle between these extremes and provides the background for the game's main menu. For anyone intrigued by the Doom music and mix approach to remaking one of the most iconic video games of all time, YouTube has a number of talks and interviews, such as the Doom behind-the-music videos, including the revelation that ID's original insistence was no metal and no guitars for the soundtrack. It's hard to imagine Doom without them. Thanks, Don from Maryland. 
Well, Don, you open up the show with a banger. Here is music from Doom. Music by Mick Gordon. This is your request. The track, Hellwalker.
Music from Doom by Mick Gordon. The track, Hellwalker. Our next request comes from Edelie Morningstar. Here's what Edelie has to say. Hi, Eric. Eric Silver will start to dislike me because I'm probably stealing great tracks from his playlist. But at the other end, he'll smile knowing there's an audience for his show. I would like to propose a track from another Japanese composer. This time, it's one you surely already heard of. Um, I'm apparently supposed to ask Eric Silver how to uh, uh, correctly pronounce this person's name, but I think I'm going to give it a shot myself. This time, I did choose a track from Nobuo Yoimatsu. I think, and many with me, he is a genius. It's his music that made the Final Fantasy series unforgettable. He has so many wonderful tracks to choose from. But I specifically did choose this one because everyone is always saying that Final Fantasy VII is the best Final Fantasy ever. But they forget that the real beauties were Final Fantasy VI and VIII. From Final Fantasy VIII, the two best-known tracks are Liberi Fatali and Eyes on Me. Beautiful tracks. But one day, you go to the Distant World concert and you hear them playing a song. And after some seconds, my heart started racing. You're not the only one who loves this song. They start playing what I think is one of the most beautiful main battle themes ever made. In my mind, I see Squall, Questus, Renoa, and Selfie entering the battle together. Squall with his gunblade. Quistus, his teacher, and her whip, Renoa, with a kind of boomerang weapon, and Selfie, with her nunchucks. So here it is, one of the best battle themes ever, from Final Fantasy VIII, composed by Nobu Yumatsu. This is the track, Don't Be Afraid.
Music from Final Fantasy VIII. Original score composed by Nobu Yuimatsu. And the track, Don't Be Afraid. On the air and streaming on the web since 1996, this is the Cinematic Sound Radio Network. Up next, a request from Dennis Challer. Here's what he has to say. Hi, Eric. I started listening to your show somewhere around the end of 2016. I was going through some tough times back then, but your show and the music that you played really helped me get through that. So I guess it's no surprise that my favorite episodes are a tribute to Basil Polidorus and the Christmas special 2016. But there's one episode and one track for me that will always signify a moment where I began to love your show, and that's episode 32 and the title track of Zip and Zap and the Captain's Island from composer Fernando Velasquez. It blew my mind. And as I raced through Velasquez's body of work after that, he slowly but surely became one of my favorite composers. I love his passion for classic orchestral scores and his mixture of grandiose, heroic themes and beautiful romance. He's just such a talented composer. So I think it's only fitting that my choice for your third All Request show is Velasquez's score for the movie Submergence, and I would love to hear the track Talk to Me on your show. Thank you very much for everything you and your team of hosts do. Greetings from Vienna, Austria, Dennis. Thank you very much for the wonderful note, Dennis. And again, it's always great to know when and where my fans started listening to the program and, and what brought them to the show and uh, why they ended up listening to the program. So, Dennis, I'm more than happy to play your request. This is music by Fernando Velasquez from his score to Submergence. This is the track Talking to Me.
Music from Submergence, with original score composed by Fernando Velasquez. That was the track, Talk to Me. Up next, a request from Dr. Jochen Stoltz. Here's what he has to say. Hi, Eric. This time, my request is the track Et il, et il son beaucoup d'enfants, from the French movie called La Pièce Rapportée, from 2020. And he offered me good luck for my pronunciation of the French titles. I, uh, I did my best. Continuing on, the composer is Mathieu Lamboli. I first came in contact with his music with the extraordinary score Minuscule Valley of the Lost Ants. Now the composer is best known for his Lupin scores for Netflix. The chosen track immediately caught my attention. It has this extremely catchy, jazzy rhythm and melody, which puts a smile on my face and makes me happy. At the same time, it's just so French. Just fantastic. Thanks for playing and promoting this composer. I have a feeling that we will hear some fantastic music from Mathieu Limboulet in the future. Jochen from Germany. Here now, music from La Pièce Rapportée, the track Et ils ont beaucoup d'enfants, with music by Mathieu Lamboulet. A track from La Pièce Rapportée, with music by 
Mathieu Lambolet. Up next, a request from Angela Rabatin. Here's what she has to say. Hi, Eric. I am so excited and happy to participate in this all-request show. I have to admit, it was a tough call picking which cue to request. Since this is my first request, I wanted to pick something unique. I did some soul-searching, thinking of a mix of well-known and underplayed and underappreciated composers and scores. I thought of different genres, different styles, and different years. Finally, I settled on two scores. First by a Hollywood legend from the golden age of film. The second is from what I consider to be an underappreciated and underplayed composer for a film from the late 1990s. One cue is longer, while the other one is shorter. One cue has more style, but is a bit repetitive. While I enjoy it immensely, I'm not sure others would. The other is what I personally consider, quote, pure lyrical beauty, unquote. I wanted to listen to them back to back so I could choose one. Then I realized something. When I play the shorter cue, I usually combine it with a second piece from the same score. Fortunately, they are both short enough that they'd still fit here. I listened to all three back to back, then I knew exactly what I'd choose. If it's improper for me to choose two cues, please play the second one, as that's where the real treat is. But if you can play both, then I'd like to say that while the score and film both have the first cue I chose second, I usually listen to it first. There's just something about the mood it sets up. It's a beautiful, melancholy, a cappella choral piece, or if not melancholy, then certainly somber. The second piece, as I said, is pure lyrical beauty. There are really no other words I can think of to describe it, so while I hope you can play both, I understand if you only choose the one. But please make it the second cue. With that, here is my request. A suite of two cues from a film in the late 1990s composed by George Fenton, a composer I think is truly underappreciated and underplayed. I hope everyone enjoys these cues. The Royal Wedding, followed by Daniela's Wings, from Ever After, A Cinderella Story, again, by George Fenton. I know it's a chick flick, a fairy tale romance, and honestly, the rest of the score is a bit forgettable, in my personal opinion, but these two cues, together, make up one of my favorite personal suites. I hope you all enjoy. Thank you, Angela. Angela, of course I'll play these cues back to back. And just a bit of a note, uh, when I sent out the note about this third request show and knowing that there was going to be a ton of people participating, I said, you got to keep the tracks that you're going to select under five minutes. So Angela here has picked two tracks, but they combine into a very nice suite that is under five minutes. And since this is her first request, I'm more than happy to play these two cues for her as a suite from Ever After, A Cinderella Story, from, yes, the very underappreciated, underplayed, George Fenton.
The Royal Wedding and Daniela's Wings, From Ever After, A Cinderella Story by George Fenton. You're listening to The Flagship Show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network with your host, Eric Woods. Our next request comes from Glenn McDorman. Here's what he has to say. Hi, Eric. My two-year-old son Finch and I are continuing to listen to solo instrumental music as he encounters more and more instruments in his books. I've recently discovered an album of James Horner music arranged for solo piano by Dan Radfield called Braveheart, the film music of James Horner for solo piano. I would love to share with other listeners Redfield's arrangement of the theme from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Star Trek has been massively important in my life, and I'm excited to share it with my son. And for now, that means listening to music. On the same note, I want to report back that last time I asked you to pick something you love that features a trumpet, which is still Finch's favorite instrument, and you chose Eddie's theme from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This is the movie that my wife always thinks of when we talk about instituting family movie nights in a few years. You couldn't have known that, but it was a perfect choice, and it's now a regular part of our day. Thanks so much, Glenn McDorman. Glenn, your note from the last All Request show was one of my favorites, and I was honored to pick a track for you, and I'm so glad that uh, it, it resonated with you and is such a, a, a personal choice. And you're right, there was no way for me to know that that track would have that sort of effect on you and be so personal to you. And uh, and I hope you and Finch uh, enjoyed listening to it. So this goes out to both you, Glenn, and your son, Finch. Here is your request. The theme from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, on solo piano by Dan Redfield, performing James Horner's score.
A solo piano arrangement of James Horner's score to Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, with solo piano performed by Dan Redfield from an album called Braveheart, the film music of James Horner for solo piano. Our next request comes from Jerome Flick. This is what he has to say. Hi, Eric. For my first participation in this program, I didn't have to give too much thought into the piece I would like to play. I decided to go with one that is meaningful to me emotionally and from a composer I wish to recommend to those who are not familiar with his work, Vladimir Cosma. This Romanian-born, French-naturalized composer is, for me, the equivalent of John Williams in the French cinema. I'm sure you'll find much more people in France knowing about him than Alexandre Desplat, Michel Legrand, or Maurice Jarre. Over the years, and especially in the 70s and 80s, he has written numerous melodies that are easily memorable and an integral part of the French movie culture. He has done all the genres, but he's probably most famous for his work on comedies. He could have had an international career. He was supposed to work as an assistant to Michel Legrand when he moved to the United States, but decided to stay in France, as he had a first opportunity to score a film on his own. Later, he had been approached by John Milius to score Conan the Destroyer, but eventually decided to stick with French productions, where he had more control and nothing to prove. Too bad, but not for everyone, as we French have had the pleasure to enjoy some more of his music. The piece I chose is Concerto Gastronomique, from the 1976 comedy Le Hula Cuisseau, The Wing or the Thigh, in English. But being Canadian, I'm sure you'll be able to quote the original French title, Eric. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Jerome, um, I was okay in, in French class in middle school, but I nearly failed it in high school. And yes, Canadians are supposed to be bilingual, but I don't speak the, the, the language um, at all. But I, I do my best to try to pronounce French the best that I can. Anyway, back to Jerome's note. It's a comedy about a food critic who tries to involve his uninterested son into the business while facing threats from food multinational companies. A classic French comedy starring legend Louis de Fun that I highly recommend. This piece starts with a grand, noble opening before going into something more whimsical. It is very special to me because I lived overseas for several years. I often played this tune when feeling homesick. It's always brought a smile to my face, together with happy childhood memories of family time in front of the TV, sharing laughs and good times. Enjoy. Jerome, thank you very much for your wonderful note. And here now is music from Le Lula Quis and the track Concerto Gastronomique, released in 1976 from composer Vladimir Kosma.
Lelula Quis, from composer Vladimir Kosma, that was the Concerto Gastronomique, released in 1976. Up next, a shorter request, this time from Doug Lacey. Here's what he has to say. Eric, I'm including two selections in case my preferred selection with a length of 518 is too long, given your request to keep the selections under five minutes, which is totally understandable. Don't worry about it. Um, He actually chose a track that was featured on my uh, Joe Wiles show when I had a discussion with him. It was for the love of the game. So instead, uh, Doug picked a backup selection. Uh, This is Last of the Dogmen from David Arnold. Doug says that this is one of David Arnold's underrated scores and one that clearly shows off his love of John Barry. I picked this up on a lark for $2 in a UCD store, remember those, in Coral Gables, Florida, around the time of the film's release, and was absolutely floored by it. I've chosen the first cue since it's a great showpiece for the melodic main theme. Great choice, Doug. This is a fantastic score. You're right. It is one of David Arnold's best. And you're also right that it does showcase probably the best showcase of David Arnold's love for John Barry. This is Last of the Dogmen.
That was the opening cue from Last of the Dogmen, scored by David Arnold. You're listening to The Flagship Show on the Cinematic Sound Radio Network with your host, Eric Woods. Another quickie request from Tim Burden, friend of the show. He's uh, also produced programming for us. He is the voice of Cinematic Sound Radio. All of the uh, Cinematic Sound bumpers you hear, that's Tim's voice, and he's uh, he's been doing that for us for years. So Tim quickly put uh, a little request together, and he wanted to feature Batu Sanair's score to the new Ice Age film, The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild.
Dawn of the Possums from Batu Sanir's score to the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Our next request comes from Dave Williams. This is what Dave has to say. Hi, Eric. I saw the Patreon email and started thinking about what to request. Nothing was springing immediately to mind as an everybody must hear this sort of thing, so I put it in the back of my mind. Suddenly, out of nowhere, at my desk, I started humming the waltz from Madame Bovary from Mikulis Rocha. You know, the one that goes completely out of control at the end? I have no idea why that popped into my head, so I had to fire up a recording to play the proper thing. In the end, I played two versions, one from an old Roja compilation LP and the other a re-recording by John Micheri and the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra, part of their Great Waltz CD. I think of the two, I actually prefer the Micheri version. It's a little pacier and fears lusher. At any rate, I thought I might make that my choice this time since it leapt out of my subconscious. Regards, and keep up the good work. Here is music from Madame Bovary by Mikolas Rocha for Dave Williams.
Music from Madame Bovary. Music composed by Mikolas Rocha, with John Macheri conducting the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra. Up next, a request from Victor Field. I'd like to request Richard Shores' Mighty Titan, The Crown, from the Wild Wild West, The Night of the Eccentrics. I loved watching this show during the 1980s as a boy in syndication and vividly recall this cue due to it being tracked into episodes to the extent that on renewing my acquaintance with the series on VHS and later on DVD, I couldn't help going, whoa, it's the fight music, when I heard it for the first time in decades. La La Land Records' set of music was, to use an overused term in film music circles, a holy grail for me. Many thanks. Take care. Victor Field from London, England. So, folks, uh, this is where the show has to end. Uh, the all request program is just so huge, and we have so many people participating. Um, if I put this show all together in one program, it most likely would go for about three hours. So, I'm doing a cutoff right here, but we will get the second episode out shortly. So if you didn't hear your name in this show, don't worry. We'll be back in a few days and we will have part two for you. So I apologize for that. But you know what? This is um, an embarrassment of riches. Uh, I have uh, so many people that are our are, are patrons and that are willing to participate in the show. And I'm so glad that you do. And I hope you're having fun doing so. And I hope everyone listening out there is enjoying the program. So here is our last request of the day. Mighty Titan, The Crown, from the Wild Wild Wests, The Night of the Eccentrics. And again, part two will come out shortly. Until next time, take care, everyone, wherever you are in this world, and happy listening.
Thank you for listening to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers you hear throughout the program, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And wherever you're listening to us today, please take a moment right now to leave us a rating and a review of the podcast. You can get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt at our Tee Public store. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. And don't forget to check us out on the web at cinematicsound.net. <laughs>